Capricorns should be aware of black cats, black mass and black holes full of massing black cats this week. With Jupiter's moon completing its cycle, Pisces should steer well clear of any spin classes and can expect an unwelcome burst of passion in a work relationship. But Libras should look out for an old flame interfering with their pilot lights and premature burial plans. Our crazy Geminis out there are best to stay indoors and out of trouble as your risk of triggering the apocalypse is greatly increased with fury charged lunar vibes kicking in during Mars's first full week in your heart space sector. And lastly, Scorpio, keep your thieving little pincers out of my bins. I've seen you down there at six o'clock in the morning, rifling through my unmentionables and licking all the glue off my envelopes. Okay, look out Scorpio. And those are your horoscopes for this week, Piddleton, from our very own Mystic Martina. Next up, your local headlines. Piddleton FM with your host, Louise Morgan. Good morning, Piddleton. I'm Louise Morgan, and here are your local headlines. Piddleton has entered a state of full-blown war with the neighbouring town of Puddledock. This comes after last week's triggering event when Piddleton's buddy the butcher parked his meat van outside Puddledock's vegan coffee shop and accidentally turned a large proportion of Puddledock residents carnivorous, which goes greatly against their town morals. Puddledock retaliated by changing their sugar supply to many of Piddleton's establishments, including restaurants and the bakers, to salt. All the desserts in Piddleton's restaurants have been deemed inedible. Numerous cups of tea have been ruined, and Ellie Neal's wedding cake made half her guests vomit, which the bride said had ruined her big day, and she is now filing for annulment. On a plus side, cake decorator Kelly Creton has managed to eradicate her slug infestation with her sudden supply of salt. The sugar swap left a bad taste in the mouth of many Piddleton inhabitants, who got back at the vegan hipster town of Puddledock by employing an actor to hand out free bottles of facial hair shampoo to Puddledock citizens. The catch is that Piddleton troops had actually put hair removal cream in the containers, not shampoo. Several Puddledock gentlemen stepped out of the shower in utter shock when they realised the shampoo had actually removed their beloved wacky moustaches and overgrown beards. They are left angry, bitter and a little chilly. The back and forth attacks don't stop there. We've had reports in Piddleton of garden furniture being painted lilac, the official colour of Puddledock. Children's books in the library have been stolen and replaced with works of Karl Marx, Jean-Paul Sartre and Germaine Greer. And pub landlord Greg McIntosh says that all his on-the-bar crisps and nuts have been replaced by potpourri. Greg from the Fuzzy Beaver had this to say. It's not on, is it? Fancy replacing all my crisps with their flowery nonsense. I don't go round replacing their vegetable bar crisps with my beef and onion crisps, do I? Well, I might have done. But they started it. Loads of my good customers have had to run out of here nearly being sick with the floral taste they've got from my nibbles. I mean... I have also had a fair amount of new customers in here because now it smells like a fresh summer breeze. But that's not the point. They shouldn't go meddling. 
The outbreak of crimes in both towns has sparked outrage and fear amongst residents. Our criminal crackdown team, OAP private investigators, have been keeping on top of all the petty crimes and doing their best to quash the flames of fury that have erupted. Here's Vice President of OAPPI, Polly Pepper, to tell us more. We have been inundated with reports of major crimes all over the town. Marcus Hampton, the window cleaner, said all his cleaning solution was replaced with black paint, which naturally led to many complaints coming in of people not being able to see outside. Dorothy Briers has been in bed all week because she thought it was one long night. Many of the road signs have been tampered with so that arrows are facing the wrong way, which has led to many people being late for work and getting lost. It took Mayor Robert Gibson two hours to find a town hall, and he only lives three along from it. And then, of course, there was the harrowing report we got in yesterday of the town's topiary being altered into obscene images. Now our bushes look like, well, bushes. We mean... That is a step too far. But I can assure citizens that OAPPI are doing all that they can to put a stop to this onslaught of attacks. We've written a very polite letter to Puddle Dock's Mayoress Fifi Clementine Jones, asking her to kindly stop terrorising our town. Well, that sounds like a sensible move. And Polly, shouldn't we also be encouraging our Piddleton residents to stop retaliating and take the higher moral ground in this petty squabble between the warring towns? Well, yeah, of course. If they say sorry first. Never mind. More updates on the Puddle Dock battle as they come in. A local man, Andy Sargent, was arrested yesterday evening after attempting to steal all the condiments from Piddleton's favourite steakhouse, all-you-can-eat road grill. Andy was discovered trying to smuggle out six bottles of ketchup, eight salt shakers and 14 sachets of French mustard in his briefcase. Here's what Andy had to say on the matter. It's an all-you-can-eat restaurant, clues in the name. Anything else is false advertisement. If they don't want me taking stuff, then don't say you're all-you-can-eat. I paid my £8.50, but was completely unsatiated by the establishment's cuisine. The police were finally called when Andy was discovered using a breadstick to steal flavoured condoms from a wall dispenser in the men's bathroom. He was bundled into a car while loudly complaining about a lack of dessert choices. The Piddleton Amateur Dramatic Society is holding open auditions for their new show, Fly Tipping the Musical, which follows the true story of how one Piddleton icon, Francis Doherty, made his own fully furnished house out of unwanted goods that were left by roadsides. He made his home back in 1986 in the Woodlands, where he also housed 12 pet ferrets and gained the nickname Furry Francis. This urban legend sadly passed away in 2015 when he contracted a nasty case of scurvy and was tragically found half-eaten by his beloved ferrets. The new musical hopes to pay tribute to Francis with hit songs like One Man's Dishwater is Another Man's Shower Gel, a tear-jerking power ballad Who Needs Friends When You've Got Ferrets and an instant classic 
no springs in my mattress. Auditions will be held at 11am on Saturday at the Eugene O'Neill Playhouse. The company asks that auditionees prepare a song, a two-minute monologue and an interpretive dance of a childhood trauma. Next up, we have The Sport with producer Rob. Thanks, Louise. I'm going to start working on my dance straight away. I think you'd make a sublime furry Francis, Rob. Thank you. It is well within my range. It's been a triumphant week for sport in Piddleton, with our under-11s football team, Piddleton FC, beating Hockford Athletics 3-0. Although some parents at Hockford Athletics were complaining about the 5'9", 10-stone central midfielder, Rory Morrison, who plays for Piddleton, claiming he's too tall to be playing for a junior squad. Piddleton Football Club said in an official statement that they will not tolerate this height discrimination against their player nor chance about steroids. Amelia Rose Hawthorne has become the youngest member ever to be accepted into the Piddleton synchronised swimming team. At just 12 years of age, Amelia is hopeful that she will be able to take her team all the way to the Olympics. Let's hope they allow armbands and foam noodles. And that's your sport update with me, Rob Dayton. Thanks, Rob, and good luck to Amelia, who will be on the show later. Next up, the weather with Wendy Withers. Good morning, Piddleton. All hail the hailstorm. That's right, Piddleton. Storm Frida will be unleashing her ice balls all over town this week. Ensure you dig out your waterproofs and enduring spirit for this one. The hailstones will penetrate you as hard as your mother's throwaway comments at your last coffee meet-up when she said you don't possess the qualities to become a mother, don't have a flattering figure for pencil skirts and that you should have married someone with more financial possibilities instead of settling for the first man to take you out for a cocoa van and a bottle of rosé. With Storm Frieda wreaking havoc, Be sure to wrap up against the strong winds with a thick winter coat equipped with fur-lined hood. You know, like the one you wore to that spa retreat in Reykjavik when you went away with the girls and Lorna said they couldn't find you when you got lost on the first excursion because you blended in with the Icelandic sheepdogs, which was the 15th comment she'd made about your slight weight gain. So you swapped her antidepressants with laxatives and watched in deep joy as she ran faster than you'd ever seen her move from the hot tub to the loos and missed the rest of the holiday because she couldn't stay away from the toilet, which made her depressed. So she took more tablets and so on until she was hospitalised. That coat. Well, you keep warm and safe out there, my lovely piddle towners. And that was your weather warning with me. Wendy Withers, back to you, Lou. Wow, I mean, that was... Eye-opening. Wasn't it, though? Thank you, Wendy, for that entertaining report. This just in, Puddle Dock Mayoress Fifi Clementine-Jones has responded to the OAPPI polite letter asking to stop the attacks on Piddleton and form a peace treaty with this statement. Thank you, Peddleton, for your civil letter asking for the attacks on your simple town to stop. But I'm afraid I will not be issuing an apology for the outbreak of war between our towns, as my wonderful, wholesome town of Puddledock 
did not start this war. You did. With your Neanderthal meat murder truck. You have until dusk to issue your official apology or we will be forced to resort to more extreme measures of attack. I look forward to your response. Love and peace, Mira Spifi. Hmm, exactly the kind of professionalism and maturity needed in a time of crisis. I'm sure our response will be as dignified. Updates to follow. Next up, the arts show with lovable cynic Archie Banks. The Piddleton Arts Show with Archie Banks. Cracking down on culture. The Chiaro Scoro would have Caravaggio spinning in his grave. The falsetto set my teeth on edge. I expect more from you, Sevens. I don't know art, but I know what I like. All right, folks, let's get straight down to it. This week, I was invited to the annual Still Got Time In dance show. Still Got Time In is Piddleton's favourite OAP dance troupe. The members range from a sprightly 65 up to an impressive 98-year-old named Eric with surprisingly rhythmic hips. If you're looking for a dance show with passion, energy and impeccable timing, this is not the show for you. Their plies were sloppy, not to mention dangerous with the number of knee braces on stage. The Ballatino section of the Latin dances led to a number of performers losing their place and dancing into the wings and led to great confusion as they spent the remainder of the track trying to find their partners again, with some of the poor sods getting quite frantic. It reminded me of when my gran, God rest her soul, misplaced her medical marijuana and tore our cancer the flat apart trying to find the wretched stuff. She even tore the head off my favourite teddy bear, Nigel, as she convinced herself that Grandad had stashed it away in there. And their foxtrot was more horse trot, as the elderly dancers thudded around the stage. The arch of the female dancers was far too straight and rigid. In fact, they looked a spitting image of a pal I made when I was inside, Twitchy Tony. His back was like a rod, but his eyes were like a madman blinking and twitching all over the place. It got him into a lot of fights, as people thought he was winking at them. So much so that it earned him the nickname Indicator. But back to Still Got Timing. Unfortunately, they do not have a morsel of timing left in them. But they have got spirit, which shone through quite beautifully in their jive section. Their hand gestures were inaccurate, and the rhythm was all wrong. But their hearts were in it. And on this occasion, that's good enough for me. I've been Archie Banks, and you've been Mediocre. Next up, People of Piddleton. People of Piddleton, with Louise Morgan. Welcome, listeners, to the part of the show where we get to hear your stories and have your thoughts on the latest events in Piddleton. Of course, the hot topic on everyone's lips is the war with neighbouring town Puddledock, We'll be getting the latest on that with OAPPI's Polly Pepper in a moment. But first, what if you were the young star-crossed lovers caught up in this frightening feud? Well, 
That's the case for my first caller, Abby Day, a 16-year-old who attends Piddleton St Matthew's Comprehensive. She's having a dilemma of Shakespearean proportions since her boyfriend, Curtis, is a born and bred resident of Puddledock. Abby, are you there? Hi, Lou. Yeah, I'm here, but i got to be quick because I'm using my dad's phone while he's in the shower. He's confiscating my mobile, you see. Oh, no. Why did he confiscate it, Abby? Because he doesn't want me talking to my boyfriend, Curtis, on it. He's told me I've got to break up with him. I'm literally so spun right now. This is such a mare. He doesn't understand that me and Curtis are deeply in love and that we're actually going to be together forever, whether he approves of our undying eternal love or not. That's pretty heartbreaking, Abby. How long have you and Curtis been seeing each other? We're long-term, Louise. We've been together for two weeks and three days. Sounds serious. Abby, could you tell us the reasons why your father doesn't want you to see Curtis anymore? Because he's from Puddle Dock, and my dad hates Puddle Dockers. He's gotten into so many fights with them. Oh, it's so embarrassing. I literally hate my life. It sounds very tragic, Abby. What do Curtis's family think of you? They've always been really nice to me, but since this fight has broken out, his big sister has been messaging me things like, your esteem should be as low as your blood sugar levels because you're so ugly. Which is really triggering because I'm actually type 1 diabetic. We think that's why they swapped all our sugar for salt to get back at me. OMG, my dad's getting out of the shower. Louise, I gotta go or he'll kill me. Okay, Abby, keep. <laughs> Shut up, Dad! I'm not doing nothing! I hate you! You don't understand my trauma! And thank you to Abby for calling in. Let's hope her father allows her to continue her long term relationship with the boy she's just met. Our next caller is Piddleton's most successful 12-year-old, Amelia Rose Hawthorne. Amelia, how are you? Ciao, jambo, guten tag, buenos dias, hola, hello Louise, pleasure as always. Wow, Amelia, that's quite a few languages you've got under your belt. Have you been learning some new phrases? No, I've been fluent in over eight languages since I was five. It's just second nature to me, really. Incredible. So, when we last spoke, Amelia, you had just won the spelling bee. What have you been up to since? Oh, not much, really. I climbed Mount Fuji for my new charity foundation, Pugs for Thugs, which pairs abandoned pug puppies with underprivileged ex-offenders. I broke the world record for most stairs climbed in under a minute, and I went undercover for the police force to help bring down a drug lord who was targeting schoolchildren. Right. I'd say that's a fair amount for a 12-year-old to achieve in a few weeks. And we've heard that you've just joined the Piddleton Synchronised Swimming Team. Was that challenging for you? It was really quite straightforward. I've been a competitive swimmer since I was two and formed my own synchronised swimming team at six. But now we've won all the junior competitions, I thought it was time to progress. It must be scary now that you're working with such experienced adults. I know the team quite well. I've been offering them tips and coaching them on an ad hoc basis for a few years now. I'm excited to see what they can learn from me. OK, so perhaps it'll be more of a challenge for your teammates. And lastly, Amelia, what do you do for fun? Do you ever switch off and just watch cartoons? Well, of course, Louise. I'm just a kid like any other. 
I adore the work of Emile Cole, but then I am partial to the silent hero of animation. Well, it's been lovely chatting, Louise, but I must ash. I'd go to sleep over tonight, and I promised the girls that I'll prepare a musical review and a bake to Alaska. Sayonara! Thank you, Amelia, for your precious time. Can't wait to see what puberty will make of all that overambitious ego. My final guest on People of Piddleton is our favourite crime-solving granny, Polly Pepper, from OAP Private Investigators. Polly, thank you for joining us in the studio. What's the latest on the Puddle Dock Peace Treaty? I'm absolutely raging, Lou. It took me ages to write out that letter asking Mrs Mayor Nickers to stop terrorising our innocent town. Richard couldn't get his PC to start up, so we had to dig out the typewriter. But Richard's fingers were too chubby for the keys, and he kept writing nonsense. So then I had to go round my niece's house and get her snobby fiancé to type it out on his swanky laptop which meant I also had to endure hours of spiel about his company's merger deal and was forced to drink weak decaf tea because they're all on some health kick. It was half past four before I got home. That does sound like an ordeal. So what do you make of Puddle Dock's mayoress refusing your terms and threatening to unleash more terror on Piddleton if we don't apologise by this evening? I think that Fifi flower clock can go hang. I ain't apologising to no granola munching, oversized bomber jacket wearing, twirly moustached, hippy dippy bunch of dandelions. No way. In fact, I'm laying down the gauntlet. Let's settle this once and for all. A showdown tonight at dusk on the Piddleton Puddle Duck border. Our towns can settle this face to face. Polly, that's quite bold and could be really dangerous. Well then, they best drink up their organic almond milk because it's about to go down Piddleton style. Crikey, there you have it folks, a showdown at sundown. Let's hope things can be settled quickly and without too much drama. I won't hold my breath. Stay tuned for coverage. Next up, Piddleton Problems with Conwenna Collins. Piddleton Problems with Agony Art Conwenna Collins. I know you're grieving, my love, but you can't just replace your mam with a Pomeranian dog. Agony Aunt? That makes me sound ancient. Well, he might have slid into your DMs, but that doesn't mean he gets to slide anywhere else. Good evening, my loves. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Piddleton Problems. My first problem tonight comes from Ian. Ian? has written in via email. And get this, ladies, he's customised his signature, which I think says a lot about a man's pay bracket. Ian writes, Dear Conwenna, Nothing I do is ever good enough for my father. When I got a promotion at work to assistant office manager, he asked why I wasn't the manager. When I had my first son, he asked why I didn't have twins. When I married the love of my life, Eleanor, he asked why I couldn't have married someone with better breeding and more financial assets. During his best man speech, I'm sick and tired of trying to live up to his ridiculous expectations. What should I do, Conwenna? Yours faithfully, Ian. Oh, Ian, my love, 
Sounds like you've got some nasty daddy issues on your plate. It's the same with my mam, love. She's always dropping hints about me losing weight and finding a nice boyfriend and getting rid of my Prince Andrew Chinaware collection. None of which are going to happen. So what I do, and what I recommend to you, Ian, is passing the buck. For instance, whenever my mother comes to visit, I talk constantly about my sister's downfalls and go into great detail about whatever shambles her life is in. Sometimes I even write a tick box list so I know I've covered everything. My mother gets so caught up in her disappointment with my sister that she forgets all about my horrendous mistakes and shortcomings. If you don't have a sibling to tear a party in, I recommend a cousin or a distant uncle. And that's your problem solved. My next problem comes from Miranda, who is written in by good old-fashioned ink and paper, lined and margined, which I think displays great character in an older woman. Miranda writes, Dear Conwenna, I wonder if you can help me. My husband and I have been married for 34 years. We are now both in our 60s. And whilst, of course, we love each other deeply, the spark seems to have gone out in our marriage. I wonder if you have any suggestions to spice up our love life and get some passion and excitement back into our relationship. Yours truly, Miranda. Oh, Miranda, Miranda, Miranda. If I had a penny for every time someone asked me for tips to spice up their marriage... I'd have enough money to buy a feline good, super deluxe, scratch and play tower and bed for each of my 11 kitty cats. The key word here is spontaneity. You've got to surprise each other with romantic gestures. For instance, why not try leaving the bathroom door open so we might walk in and catch a naughty glimpse of you in your full glory? Or make a mural of his face out of pasta shapes and hang it above your bed to prove how you adore his chubby little face. Another good one is to wake him up in the middle of the night, screaming and sweating. And when he asks what's wrong, say that you just had a nightmare that he died horrifically. That way he'll know just how much he means to you. After all that, he'll be so besotted with you, he won't be able to leave you alone. Problem solved. My final problem tonight is a sad one. One that actually makes me angry. It's a case of workplace bullying. The poor little loser suffering from this abuse is Benjamin, who I've got on the line now. Hello there, Ben. Hi, Conwenna. Thanks for taking my call. Of course, my love. That's what I'm here for. Now, Ben, you say you work at a factory in town, but you'd rather not say which one to remain anonymous. I mean, I think we can all guess it's the quiche factory. Isn't that right, Ben? Um, well, I don't want... Now, come on, Ben. Time to face your fears. What have these nasty bullies been doing to you? Well, they tease me about how rigidly I stick to regulations. But I'm the safety manager. Their lives depend on me being a stickler to the rules. They call me four eyes, tease me about my voice, 
and on a number of occasions hide my clipboard in ludicrous places. One time it was on the roof after I put out a notice specifically asking people not to go onto the roof under any circumstance, which of course I was then forced to disobey. Oh, those cheeky chappies. They do know how to have a good laugh. My advice to you, Benjamin, is to toughen up. Forget about the rule book. The workplace is a popularity contest based on fear and you've got to show them who's boss. You say they call you four eyes. Well, the Bible says if thy right eye offend thee, pluck it out. There's a good place to start. You say they make fun of your voice. It's hard to make fun of someone else's voice if you haven't got any teeth, your tongue is literally tied and your ears are in the quiche mix. When they hide your clipboard, hide their children. I, I, I mean, I don't think I'm not allowed. I, I... I know it's a lot to take in, my love, but I believe in you, Benjamin. Best of luck. And that's my last problem solved. Join me again for more problems. And remember, keep making mistakes so I've got something to fix and something to gossip about at my brother-in-law's funeral. Bye-bye, my loves. Out and about in Piddleton with Louise Morgan. Good evening, Piddleton. I'm here live from the Piddleton Puddle Dock town border with what can only be described as two angry mobs glaring and tutting at each other quite sternly. This is the climax of a war that's been raging all week between the neighbouring towns which has seen friends and even family turn against each other, garden furniture ruined and the Puddle Dock outdoor pool dyed red to symbolise the meat from Buddy the Butcher's van that started all this. And now we see the two towns literally facing each other off after a peace treaty could not be agreed on. We have Puddle Dock Mayoress Fifi heading up their camp and Polly Pepper of OAPPI leading the Piddleton troops. Things seem to have hit a bit of a stalemate now we are actually here face to face as no one seems quite sure what to do. Although half an hour ago Piddleton activist Gary Smith threw a fistful of seeds at the Puddle Dock gang. At first they were outraged but then a flock of birds descended on the ground and given that they are a proudly vegan and animal loving community they became quite enamoured with the birdies and even started taking pictures with them. Oh, I think we're about to hear a statement from our own Polly Pepper. Stop your menacing attacks on our innocent town or Big Simon here is going to hit one of your blokes. Yeah, that's right. Oh dear, things are turning violent. Wait. What's that? It looks as though some people have climbed on top of the clock tower. Stop the violence! We demand peace in our towns! The two climbers have been identified as the 16-year-old Abby Day, who phoned in earlier about her crosstown relationship with Puddle Dock schoolboy Curtis, who joins her on the clock tower. I think this may be some kind of peace protest. How adorable. If you don't stop fighting and attacking each other, we will jump. I'm Abby from Piddleton, and this is the man I love, Curtis from Puddle Dock. <gasps> wow, talk about Shakespeare in the park. It's worth mentioning here, listeners, that the clock tower is only about seven foot high, so if they do jump, 
there is no risk of serious injury or death, but perhaps a bruised knee. Wait! Stop! That's my daughter! Oh, so it turns out that Big Simon is Abby's dad. Dad, you've got to stop all this war stuff. It's literally ruining my life. Okay, my love, just get down. Not until the mayoress and Polly and everyone makes peace. Okay, so the mayoress and Polly have just shrugged at each other and shook hands. We have peace. And Abby and her Romeo are climbing down. What a relief and what a drama. Oh, and it looks like Mary Bishop is setting up her burgers and tofu stand for the occasion. The woman never misses an opportunity to make money. It looks as though there's some disagreement in the queue about the extortionate price of tofu over the very cheap price of the burgers. Well, the piece was nice while it lasted. Thanks for tuning in. I've been Louise Morgan, and you've been listening to Piddleton FM. You've been listening to Piddleton FM.